You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We'll be up home. We get to see our fans in Berea, which we're very excited about. Uh, and then it's all part of the process, still coming along, still work to do. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. Tonight, you'll find out how the Browns are preparing for the season at team headquarters in Berea. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Good evening and welcome into the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Nathan Zagura back again with the three-time, three-time, three-time Super Bowl champion, Gerard Cherry. And we've got a great show for you. The first Kevin Stefanski Show of 2023 is upon us. That's wild. We're going to get an exclusive interview for you with the head coach of your Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, coming up in about 20 minutes. And then at the bottom of the hour, you're going to get to hear after that Stefanski interview an exclusive one-on-one with starting quarterback of Thursday night's game, Kellen Mond. So that's all coming your way on this show. Plus, we'll get some stuff for you around the league, some stock up, step up, and and a look at this Cleveland Browns football team. And Gerard, I'll just start with you and kind of just help set the scene for everybody and set the stage for prior to today's return to Berea, which we'll get into that practice in a second, but the work that went in at the Greenbrier and just as a former player, your kind of takeaways from that trip and how it benefited the Cleveland Browns. Well, the work in Greenbrier is like a stage of climbing the Mount Everest. You start off slow, you work your way, and you keep climbing, you keep going, then you start picking up the tempo. And that's pretty much how I felt the eight days in West Virginia were spent, building up. And uh, several days you walked away from experience saying, okay, this team is competing. This team is doing the things necessary from an effort standpoint to get to a better place to prepare for the upcoming game as well as the season. So I certainly walked away from the experience in Greenbrier saying to myself that camaraderie, one of the main reasons why you went to West Virginia and traveled south, was taking place on and off the field as well as guys putting in the work on and off the field to get better during practice, prior to practice, and after practice. So all those things I saw taking place, Nathan. So I thought it was a very positive experience for the football team. Yeah, and then you talk to the players, you talk to the coaches, as I know you have done, and and they all feel that way. They all kind of have felt that, yes, indeed, this was a a Cleveland Browns team that accomplished what it wanted to. I asked Kevin Stefanski the question about that. You'll hear that in, in just a few minutes. But that, yeah, they went there, they wanted to get some good work in, they wanted to have a real focus on football and bonding and team building, and they did. I was actually talking with Bubba Ventrone about it earlier today, and he thought it was great. Uh, he thinks that the team is closer, and and obviously that's important. Now, 
I feel like on a theoretical level, I can understand that. Take me into a locker room, Gerard. Why is it important that you get guys around each other, that you forge strong bonds, and, and you find yourself in a situation where you want to be at work with these guys and you also want to be with them when you're away from work? Because ultimately you have 31 other teams that have the same things that you have, have the same information, same things that they're working under. So how do you differentiate yourself from the other team? Well, one of the best ways to do that is have guys plan for the greater purpose than their paycheck and their own well-being, their own self. And when you start having these bonds being built of guys enjoying the company of their teammates and saying that this is something special here and that you don't want to let your teammate down and that you want to have accountability for yourself as well as them, and you start building those things to where you don't need a coach to tell you to go run some laps. You guys do it on your own. You in a situation where you don't want the season to end because you so enjoy the performance that you're putting out there and experience, those are the type of things you want to build towards because if it's just simply let me collect my check and yes, you all can be mercenaries out there and get paid for your services, no doubt about it. But if you want to get to that championship level, you're going to be hard-pressed to find any team that's done it with a bunch of guys who don't care about the guy next to them and want to do it for a higher calling than just their self and their well-being. You have to build these bonds because one thing about football that will never change is the fact that it tells you the truth about yourself. Do you want it or do you not want it? It expresses who you truly and really are every chance it gets so if you're a real team because ultimately you've seen it you have to play as a team in order to have great success and if you're not playing as a collecting collective and you're playing as an individual you're going to get beat so you need to have that idea that it's not about me it's about the team how i approach life how i approach this drill how i approach this practice and how i approach that game and when you have guys thinking about that as opposed to what's this going to do for me then you're in a better, much better place. And we've experienced that before. What has happened in this locker room, Nathan, when you had a bunch of me guys or a very vocal me guy do something? It disrupted the season in yep. two occasions I can name recently. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I think Jim Schwartz and his availability today hit on something, and that is that, and he was talking about the defense, but I think it's true for the team, right? And part of it comes from these bondings, the bonding and, and wanting to put in the work and all of those things to not let either yourself or your teammates down. And that is this. The, the whole has to be greater than the sum of its parts if you want to be successful in the National Football League. Do you agree with that? I totally agree with it. I, you, you give me the moniker three-time, three-time, three-time Super Bowl champ, champ, not chump, but champ. And the reason why I am that is because of the fact I was a part of a collective in which it wasn't about you. And there's something powerful about that, Nathan. When you go on that football field and you look across the field and you see the other team that is just a bunch of talented individuals, they stand no chance. When you feel you have a mission, you have a purpose, and you don't want to let the guy down, and you're operating like, I know what his responsibility is. I know what my responsibility is. I'm not going to go rogue and do my own thing. I'm going to follow what the coverage, what the call dictates for me to do it. And I'm going to do it at my highest ability. And when you have that consistently taking place, and along with that, the energy and the desire to not let your teammates down, is power in that, man. And the power is, is, is metaphysical, but it's true. And I know people are like, oh, that's a bunch of hogwash. That don't mean anything. You're just talking out of the side of your neck. I experienced it firsthand. You won. You can say anything you want. Not once, not twice, three times. You're a part of a culture that produced winning. So, absolutely. Yeah, so, and, and I've been a part of teams that sucked, that were horrible. And you know what the difference was? The difference was individual, talented individuals versus a collective, a team. And the team that I played for with the Patriots, I played on some horrible New Orleans Saints teams. Yep. And you can make the argument the Saints teams were more talented outside of the quarterback position. 
Because obviously Tom Brady's the greatest to ever do it. But say, more... You have the collective and Tom Brady, which is helpful. Right, exactly. So that's going to pay, pay a huge dividend for you. But the main thing is Tom expressed it. Bill expressed it. The guy you never heard of on the roster, or Gerard Cherry, expressed it. It's about the team. So I'm not going to do something that's going to jeopardize the team. So when you start getting in that mind that it's not about me, but more importantly, getting guys to say, you know what, it's not just about this paycheck, because you'll take a break. And here's the part that people don't understand. You won't go as hard for a paycheck. And people are like, that makes absolutely no sense. Well, that's how your livelihood is taken care of. Plan for just a paycheck, especially when it's football. You'll come to find out quick, fast, and hurry that your body, because of the physical toll that it takes, will tell you, oh, take a break right here. You're still going to get paid. you got enough money in the bank. You're doing all right. It's okay to take a break right here. It's okay not to sacrifice your mind, body, and soul right now. Just relax. Just chill. But when you have a situation where that guy next to you, you respect, you don't want to let down, and you feel accountable to doing your part because it's a greater cause than yourself, is when you don't let that voice rule out and cause you to slow down, to cause you to say, you know what, I'm going to take this playoff, I'm going to take this practice off, or I'm going to take this game or two or three or four off, or I'm simply, once it gets cold around here, I'm not going to play as hard. I think you're, you're exactly right, and, and you know it, you've seen it, you've lived it, and I think those are powerful words, and that's what the Browns, that's what this was about. That's what the Browns were trying to accomplish and what we all hope certainly that they did accomplish there in the Greenbrier, and the proof I think will come not necessarily how they perform in the early season, as some people said to me. It's much more about how this team handles when adversity hits, how they get through it, how they bomb through it, how they buckle down in clutch moments because they have each other's back and they're all prepared and ready to go. Question for you, today's first practice back at Cross Country Mortgage Campus. It was great to see all the fans out there, and I thought it was a good back-and-forth day. I thought the defense came out with a lot of fire, had a nice early session, really kind of taking it to the offense, but then when we got into the two-minute drills, the offense was able to get down the field, get in field goal range, and Cade York was perfect. All three of those drives, the first team, second team, and third team, ending in game-tying field goals. So, Gerard, what did you see uh, in today's practice and overall takeaways from this session, which really was is the only work that the starters are going to be able to get this week, given the way the kind of the schedule falls. Well, first and foremost, news flash here: Miles Garrett is one of the most dominant football players to step on the football field for the Cleveland oh, Browns. He <laughs> might be, be better than ever. Like he might be better than ever. I think it's he hard took to a practice. step forward. Right? I, it was hard to practice. I was actually getting frustrated with him. Like, dog, call off your dogs. We can't get anything done because you're too dominant. Now, obviously, you don't want to tell a guy who's doing his job be at an extremely high level to slow down because all it's going to do is make the guys who he's going against, it should make them better. But it was so frustrating to have a situation where you could not run plays simply put because Miles Garrett could not be blocked. Yeah, he looks great. As I said, better than ever. And, you know, we got a chance to talk with him on Training Camp Insider, which you can find on the Browns YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Browns. And it felt like a guy that was very comfortable, that loves this defense, loves what Jim Schwartz is going to do to try to maximize his production, but also was willingly embracing more of a leadership role. And I think we saw after those skirmishes in the final practice at the Greenbrier on Sunday, you saw a Miles Garrett that after Kevin Stefanski spoke to the team, he's the one that brought everybody together and he kind of read them the riot act. You could tell that he was fired up. And I think when your best player and most talented guys start to take on that leadership role and are the hardest workers, that goes a very long way. And it feels like Miles Garrett, you know, has had some criticism in the past. It feels like he's kind of answering that and really, to me, looks 
better than ever in every phase of his game, not just on the field, but off the field, in the locker room, leadership, all of it. And, and his dominance is kind of stunning to watch at times. It, it really is. It's so impressive. And that is music to your ears if you are a Browns fan, because when you have your best players, and I'll also add to it as well, let's just be real about it, your highest paid players yep. bought in and saying the right things and doing the right things, more importantly, on and off the field, and from a leadership standpoint, what's that going to cause? That's going to cause a chain reaction where guys are saying, you know what, I want the type of career and type of experience that Miles Garrett has afforded himself, and I'm going to do the things that he's doing, and I'm going to listen to him, and I'm going to follow his lead. And if you get guys trying to pull out that type of effort, though they may not possess a talent quotient to do it, but you give me the effort, I'll take that all day, every day. Absolutely. All right, Gerard, I want to ask you now as we turn our attention to this preseason game, because you won't be seeing the Miles Garretts or the Deshaun Watsons or the Nick Chubbs, or you could go through the laundry list of stars that are on this Cleveland Browns team. You won't see them. And I don't know for you what it was like in the first preseason game. You were a second-round pick, so I don't know how much action you got, if any, but it was a different league back then, and I think the starters probably played in all the oh, different certainly preseason did. games. So, <laughs> but what, as a player, what are you thinking about, especially the guys that will be playing, that are fighting to either make this roster at the bottom of the roster, fighting to make the practice squad and stay in the program here, or trying to put out tape for the rest of the league? What's the mentality, and what are you hoping to see from those young guys on Thursday night? extremely excited with the opportunity, not to the point where you lose all your energy because you express yourself too much in pregame warmups, but when the game starts, you, and right now, you're meditating on the fact that there's a possibility this could only have been three preseason games and only got action in one or two. So I'm going to have the, uh, the, a chance to play to a half or possibly the entire game and embrace that. Yes, it's going to be tiring. Yes, it's going to be a situation where you may not physically be there. But this is where you have the opportunity to separate yourself from the rest, to show your mental and physical fortitude and ability to be mentally tough, physically strong, and to execute at a high level, even when tired and even with limited amount of reps in the course of training camp practices. This is your chance to separate yourself and to distinguish yourself. And that's how you have to see it. So you need to be fired up, excited, and not distracted by the fact that Nick Chubb or Miles Garrett is eating sunflower seeds with the hats on backwards and no shoulder pads on. That's not your concern. Your concern is, is how am I going to, one, first and foremost, make this roster, and if that doesn't take place, what am I going to do to show the rest of this league that I belong in the league and that I need an opportunity to be a practice squad or at the bottom of your roster but some form, some way, somehow, I am going to figure out how I'm going to do this and I'm going to express it with my play. And if you are a guy who's shown flashes in practice, now what you do, Nathan, is you yep. take it to the game. And if you do that, that's going to verify you. That's going to get a stamp and a check next to your name that here's somebody we need to take a closer look at. Exactly right, and so they're one of the, the spotlights going to be on one position in particular, the quarterback position. Kellen Mond will start and play the first half. Dorian Thompson-Robinson will start and play the entire second half. Those two competing to be the Browns' third quarterback of the, the present and, and probably backup quarterback of the future here as this team probably needs a backup quarterback on a rookie contract going forward. So what do you hope to see from those quarterbacks? I thought Mond looked the best he had in his time with the Browns this Saturday. This will be his Brown actual football debut same for Dorian Thompson Robinson the rookie who I think is a great whenever he's been given an opportunity yeah it's really simple 
Trust what you've been practicing on, and we've watched these guys up close and very personal, far as them practicing, because they're right. They were right by our tent where we broadcast throughout the course of the time at Greenbrier. So we saw the progressions that both were making. So really, just trust what you've seen. Let the offense dictate how you make your decisions, and go about it that way, and have fun, and go out there and express your talent, and let it take care of the rest and not play scared. Don't play foolish and take unnecessary chances, but trust what coach is calling for you and go out there and execute. Because at the end of the day, as a quarterback, that's all you need to do. All right, Gerard, give me a couple possession battles or players you're really going to be watching on Thursday night. I think it's going to be really tough, Nathan, to make this team as a receiver. And we got a lot of guys who've been drafted and a lot of guys in camp. So I think that's going to be a spot. And someone needs to, I think, first and foremost – emerge as a what? A deep, take the ceiling off the coverage threat. If we identify that guy and somebody makes plays like that and also shows ability to run after catch, that's going to help their cause and put them in the spot because you got to assume that the first four spots for sure are taken on this team as far as the receiver yep. position is concerned. Yeah, and perhaps it's even it's even more than that. I like that. You know, I'm bummed that we won't see Jalen Darden. He was playing so well. That would have been fun to watch. I'm also going to be watching the linebackers by necessity due to some guys being down. You know, Awok and Tak are not going to play in this game. I imagine Jeremiah Wusukormo won't play in this game. Uh, maybe even Kunashik might not play in this game, but the young guys, Diabati, we've been talking about. Let's see what he can do with the lights on bright. Matthew Adams, we know, also out in that linebacker room. And then in the safety room, I think De'Anthony Bell and Ronnie Hickman are starting to have a nice little competition for that final safety spot. So we'll see how they do there, as well as what they're able to accomplish you know, on special teams, because that's going to be a hugely, huge deciding factor for them. And maybe we'll see some Jerome Ford as well, kind of first time in that featured back role given that there will be no Nick Chubb but how does he hold up in pass protection these are the things that we will be watching on Thursday night when the Browns take on the Jets in the Hall of Fame game to kick off the 2023 preseason when we come back we'll talk about practice the Greenbrier and Thursday night's game with Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski that's when the Kevin Stefanski show returns all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network For me, I'm just trying to make the right decision for each of our players. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Joined now by the man for whom this show is named, Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Coach, let's just start with the fans. Today, after practice, I watch you. You signed conservatively, 2,000 autographs out there, took pictures. What did it mean to be back in front of the fans today? Yeah, well, as you know, you spent eight nights down there in, in West Virginia, which was great, but our guys were really chomping at the bit to get back up here and, and see our fans. And there's there's nothing like being out there on the practice field and, and hearing them and, and they're cheering you on. So I, it's amazing every time it's the first practice in, fr- in front of the fans, there's a little bit more kick to what the guys are doing. They're, they're going a little bit harder because they, they know the fans are there supporting them. So great to see them. I love seeing the young kids out here. Uh, there's so many young kids, boys and girls that are, are having fun, uh, watching practice, getting autographs, those type of things. When you look back and reflect now on the Green Bar, now you've had a day to kind of get back to your house, get back into this routine here in Berea. Did you get out of it what you wanted to going into it? I think we did. You know, it's so hard to measure. Uh, that's one of the things we talked about. You know, you, you have a plan, you execute the plan. Uh, so we really executed what we wanted to get done down there in terms of our installation of offense, defense, and special teams, and, and getting the 
their bodies and their and their minds ready for a 20 plus game season potentially those are the type of things that you're always uh, thinking about getting the team ready for September 10th and beyond and I think what we accomplished down there is something that gives us a little bit of a springboard as we go into these games all right let's go back to today now really the only opportunity the way the schedule falls for the ones to get real work before we get back at it really on Sunday what did you see from your guys today and on both sides of the ball yeah, I thought it was a really good practice because we got to hit some situations. So we hit two minute really for the first time in camp. We hit an extended no huddle. We had a third and long blitz period, which any blitz period that you're facing Jim Schwartz is a difficult blitz period for our offense. So uh, really good competition. You mentioned our starters, our ones got the bulk of the reps today by design because they're not playing in the game uh, Thursday night. So we wanted to take a little bit of the load off of our backups so that they're going to get ready to play and uh, you know really get ready to play for an extended, uh, extended viewing of our young guys, which is good for them. That's what they need at this point in camp. It really feels like there's a real back and forth developing between the offense and the defense, not just day to day, but even within days. Felt like the defense got off to a great start today. And then you got in those two minute drills and the offense really started to find their rhythm. Deshaun looked great kind of orchestrating it down. Then you got Cade York making every one of those field goals again. So how do you enjoy that as you're a head coach? As you always say, I'm always winning because one of the side, they're both sides of the ball for you. But have you kind of noticed that competition? Yeah, and competition. I mean, that brings out the best in everybody. Somebody asked me earlier today about our defensive line room and how competitive it is. That's great. That brings out the best in, in our young players, our old players. And yeah, offense, defense, it's training camp. So uh, every once in a while, offense is going to have a good day. Every once in a while, defense will have a good day. Uh, and it's that's how it should be. You know, if, if you're going good versus good like we do, uh, there's always going to be reps that, that we on offense want better. We on defense want better. It's just how it works. But I thought, by and large, uh, we're trading blows, which is really good. As a coach, and you're, again, both sides of the ball are yours. But when you're looking at your offense, sometimes you're like, Miles, chill out, man. We're trying to, we're trying to get a practice in here because it feels like there are times when he's, before Deshaun even gets the top of his drop, he's in there. Yeah, you know, I haven't gone against Miles now. This is going into year four. Uh, as you hear other opposing offensive coordinators talk about him going into certain weeks, I mean, he's a problem. He, he can be really challenging. Uh, he's smart enough, though, to if he if he wins, he stays away from the quarterback, which is very important. So I appreciate him doing that. Uh, but it's true. I mean, he's somebody, if you were game planning uh, versus our defense, you'd be very, very aware of where number 95 is. Is he better than ever? I mean, it's, it's hard to tell, I'm, I would guess, in these stages, but it just... Everything about him feels like he's taken a step up from performance, leadership. You saw the way that he addressed the team after you addressed them at the end of that final practice there at the Greenbrier. Just feels like he's elevating an already spectacular from a, from a top spot to, to jump off from. Yeah, I mean, we want him to. Obviously, Miles is a great player. He's had great seasons for us, and we want to unlock another level. And, and he's committed to that. And, and I think he's committed to that on the field, off the field. And, and like all of us, we, we mature. We, we, we get a few more laps around the sun, and, and we get a little bit more wisdom. I think he's using that in his play. I think there's some things that he does now as a player that he's learned techniques over the years. Uh, and then I think as a leader, he's somebody that we count on. I think oftentimes uh, he leads by example. And, and just by doing the right things, I think the guys follow. Your quarterback, Deshaun Watson, it just feels from my opportunities to get to talk to him, just to see him, just feels like he's so much more comfortable, so much more in command and confident than a year ago. And I think obviously that has a lot to do with a variety of factors. But have you noticed that, that he's somebody who's back to being kind of comfortable and the leader of this football team? 
Yeah, without a doubt. And that really goes back to April when we first mm -hmm. started this uh, 2023 off-season program uh, back in April. He, he showed up and was ready to go and, and was leading from out in front. Uh, even on this break in between mini camp and training camp, he got the guys together multiple times. So that's really who he is as, as a player. So not surprised by that. But uh, yeah, he's very, very comfortable in that leadership position. All right, let's turn our attention to some young guys who are going to be playing Thursday night against the Jets. Just start top level. What are you going to get? At, what are you hoping to get out of that game? Yeah, I think, well, it's an awesome opportunity for a bunch of the young players. They're going to play a lot. Uh, so what it is, it's, it's a competitive, live, full speed drill. And, and, and they're keeping score, which is the beauty of our, of our game. We're going to get to compete against another jersey. Uh, they're keeping score. We get to see if all the techniques that we've been working so hard, does everybody you know, continue to work on their techniques? Or do you get under the lights and you start to lose a little bit that, that Technique. So we'll talk to the guys about that, especially the rookies who are playing in their first game. That this can be a lot. This can be a lot from a, an exposure standpoint. You're gonna get down there and and the lights are on and the big stars are out and that type of thing. But we really just want them to focus on playing, on play out, and doing their job. I'd start with your quarterbacks, Kellen Mond. This is our first opportunity to see him play with the Cleveland Browns. Storied career at Texas A&M basically holds their records in every conceivable category as a quarterback. He's played a lot of football. We saw, I thought, his best practice maybe as a Brown on Saturday at the Greenbrier. What have you seen from him and his progression now a year kind of into our program and now for the first time going to get to play? Yeah, I've been very impressed with Kellen uh, from the jump. You know, we got him late, as you mentioned, last year. So we're playing catch up a lot. We tried to do some extra work post-practice with him throughout the season. And then to give him a ton of reps, uh, really, we're trying to give Kellen and Dorian a lot of reps throughout this practice, throughout these practices, throughout this camp. And that'll then show up on Thursday night down there in Canton, where, where he'll get to start the game, play the first half. Uh, hopefully, that's a good amount of reps. Hopefully, there's reps that he can learn from. Uh, and ultimately, hopefully, he's leading the offense on some touchdown drives, because that, that's really the, the, the main thing we're measuring our quarterbacks on. What do you like about his game? Yeah, I think it's very well-rounded. I, th I think he's a good thrower. I think he's accurate. He's very he's very athletic, so he can make plays with his feet, which he's done in practices. So I think he's he's a complete player. All right, and then Dorian's going to come in, and he's a guy. I you know, being a California kid, I've watched quite a bit of the the Pac-12, similar in in a way to Kelman. A lot of football played at UCLA. He holds every franchise record at, at UCLA as well. Really improved that last year up to almost seventy percent completions, and it feels like he just comes in and. He has a presence about him, at least to me, not like a rookie. Feels very kind of comfortable in command. What have you seen from Dorian? Because he threw him in the fire at the Greenbrier, and he performed pretty well in his first practice. Yeah, he's responded to everything that, that we've given him. We've challenged him in a, in a bunch of areas, in the meeting room, on the field, and, and he responds. He does a nice job. You mentioned the guy has about 1,000 reps. He's played in so many big games over his career. Uh, so I don't believe this is the type of thing where the moment might be too big. He's been in that moment. So uh, excited for him. Uh, again, it's all part of the maturation process. It's all part of training camp and getting your, getting your first reps under your belt. Again, under the lights, uh, putting the jersey on for the first time, all those things. So he's going to continue to come along. It's, it's uh, not going to be perfect, uh, but he's the type of kid that really does learn from any mistakes. Are we going to get to see him with his high school teammate at all in this game on Thursday night, having a little built-in chemistry with he and uh, Cedric Tillman? You're going to have to wait and see. you got to tune in. Like tune in Thursday night. Selling, selling the tickets, selling the ratings. I like that, Coach. All right, I, I'm not optimistic that I'm going to get what I would like out of this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Anybody on offense, any of the young guys that have kind of caught your eye over the first week that you're excited to see maybe in a game situation, see how they respond? Yeah, you're not going to get the answer you like because the truth is all these rookies, I mean, you name them, I'm excited to see them. And even, not even the rookie class, the second year, third year guys. There's, 
it's so hard when you get into practice and you get in the games, it's hard to find reps for your younger players. It's just you run out of reps, you're trying to get your work done, and, and you sometimes don't have the bodies to go threes, if you will. Sometimes we'll get to, all right, we're going to go with the threes, and there's too many injuries maybe on the offensive line, so you have to cut plays. So these guys need these reps, and we need them from, for the evaluation purpose. And, and the truth is there's 32 teams that are watching this game. They're, all the scouts for every single one of these teams watch the game. So I'm rooting for our guys. Uh, I want them all to make this a very, very difficult decision in a few weeks when you talk about cutting the roster down. Uh, but I'm excited for them because this is an opportunity for them to put their resume out there on tape. I'm going to try it a different way here on defense. Diabati has caught my eye at linebacker. What have you seen from him? And is, is he somebody that you're excited to see the physicality that he brings actually in a game? For sure. Uh, you watch him at practice. He's a sideline to sideline player. He plays physical. Uh, this is the fun one where you get to take the governor off and you say, all right, Mahmoud, you go. And I think he's going to go. Uh, will he miss a tackle? Probably, but he's going to do it at a million miles an hour. So uh, definitely uh, should keep your eye on number 43. All right. And then finally, Coach, it is the Hall of Fame game and the reason that we are in it is our own Joe Thomas going in the Hall of Fame. You know, what, is that, what does that mean to you, knowing what he's done for the Browns? I know he always give him an open door to be around and help the guys out, and Coach Callahan does, and he loves still feeling a part of the team. But what's Joe Thomas kind of represent to you as a Brown, as a player, and something that you, know, you want to see our guys emulate? Oh, man, I mean, Joe's a guy that I talk about to our team often. And uh, he was a great player. I mean, just a great – you draw the tackle up and, and, hey, I want it to look like this. I mean, he's the prototype. Uh, but for him, that streak to play for as long as he did and not miss a play, it's hard to even fathom how he did that. And I know it wasn't easy. And I know that he was, you know, uh, working extra hard in the training room and he's playing through pain. And I just think it's a great testament uh, to Joe and then a testament to this franchise that through those tough times, you had a player that was sticking it out uh, and was there and was available all the time. And I think that availability, because uh, he, he wanted to be out there fighting with his teammates. And that, that's such an unbelievable trait that Joe has and something that we as the Cleveland Browns are really proud. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the field Thursday night against the Jets. Thanks, Nathan. All right, we'll be back with more of the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Work. This is Browns running back Nick Chubb. This is Browns defensive end Miles Garrett. This is Greg Newsom II, and you are listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. University Hospitals is your hometown medical team, an official health care provider of the Cleveland Browns. Training camp is finally here, and the Cleveland Browns 50-50 raffle is open now. Go to the Browns mobile app or browns5050.com. That's browns5050.com to purchase and learn more. Get your tickets before kickoff of the Browns versus the Commanders on August 11th, and you can take advantage of the Joe Thomas special, the Hoff special. You get 400 tickets, not 100, not 200, not 300, 400 tickets for only $73. Don't miss your chance to win big while supporting local. Local youth. 
All right, Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry back with you. This is the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Earlier today, our Kevin Stefanski Show correspondent and huge P producer Jason Gibbs caught up with the Browns starting quarterback on Thursday night, Kellen Mond. Kellen, uh, our first experience with you, really. I, I mean, they brought you in last year midway through the football season. What's the experience been like, and, and how's everything been going here in the early going of 2023? Um, everything has been great. Uh, you know, I felt like it was a good opportunity for me to come learn the playbook. You know, I was able to learn it pretty quick last year and then come back and, you know, have a good OTAs and then come get off to a good start in training camp. So um, I'm looking forward to the game and, you know, something I'm really excited for with my First time putting a Browns jersey on. I think we're all looking forward to it, and it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Have you had a chance to play in the Hall of Fame game before? I have not yet. I have not yet. Okay. Uh, I could tell you Browns Nation will be descending on Canton. It's uh, It'll be a home game uh, on Thursday night for Browns and Jets. Talk about the coaching staff a little bit and the work that you're doing. Uh, what's it been like working with these guys and, the, and these coaches? What have you taken away from them? Um, you know, I think one of the great things about, you know, Kevin and then down the line is, you know, they allow you to play to your strengths and, um, you know, they're not, I guess, o- a little over too, um, you know, meticulous and detailed on certain things. You know, I think um, every player has a strength and you're here for a reason. So um, especially when you got a guy like Deshaun who's able to make plays the way he does, um, sometimes you just got to, you know, allow him to put his cape on and, and do his thing. So. Um, you know, I think that's one of the great things about some of the coaching staff and the, the style of coaching here that I've been able to adopt. Talking with Kellen Mond, you'll see him Thursday night in Browns and Jets at the Hall of Fame game and throughout the preseason here and hopefully into the regular season here a little bit as well. What have you learned playing with Watson and Jacoby Brissett last year and Josh Dobbs? What are you taking away from those guys? Um, you know, I, I think it's it's always good. These are, you know, veteran guys who played in the year uh, in the NFL five plus years, you know, six plus years. And so every single time, you know, you see them, they're able to elevate their game each and every year because um, you keep up with, you know, guys throughout the league. And so, um, you know, every single offense is completely different. So I've been able to learn from Jacoby, who played a, a lot different style of play than what Deshaun is. And I'm able to, you know, uh, you know, take, take, you know, different pieces from each one of them and see how that kind of conforms into my game and how I can better myself on the field. What have been your goals here, uh, you know, through the first 10 days of uh, West Virginia to now on the field at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus today uh, and, and going forward? What what do you really want to work on here? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, the, the older you get in the NFL, you start to realize it's, you know, about always about what you put on tape. And that's what you're being evaluated on. And that's in games and that's in practice. So, you know, my goal is just to, you know, play with confidence, you know, play freely, make plays, um, listen to my feet and just be efficient with the football. And, you know, the league has a a lot of great athletes. So once I can get the, the ball in their hands, they let them make plays. All right. So last year, I can remember as we were getting ready up in the radio booth on game day, you would come out and work a couple hours before uh, before kickoff. And you would work for a good solid half hour, 40 minutes. How productive was that for you? And, and you know, was, was that by design? Was that, uh, was that your call? What, uh, what went into that? Because it was fascinating to watch every, I mean, every Sunday we all just sat there and we're like, he's working. He's definitely working on his game here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, something that uh, we thought would be good for me. And, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, third string guys, they don't get a lot of reps in practice. It's, you know, obviously about the starter and what the what the starter can do, and then the backup will get some scout team reps. So, 
Um, really just trying to find any day uh, that we don't have a lot of football stuff where I can get extra reps. And so I'll go out there, you know, a couple hours early and just take 30 minutes and just go through the game plan, make sure I'm on top of it. And because you never know in the NFL when, you're, when your name is called. Yeah, there's no question, especially now with like the three quarterback rule. I mean, any anything's in play. All right, you have a newborn at home. Biggest challenge when dealing with the newborn at home? Uh, well, I personally think he, he came at the perfect time. He came uh, midway through January. So right as the season right ended, season. right into the off season where it would probably be a little bit different if he was born during training camp, which would be extremely tough. Uh, but I just think I just think the sometimes sleepless nights and, you know, I think as as the father, it's you want your son to go down and you get a little frustrated when he doesn't. And then the mother, it's a lot more, you know, nurturing and things like that. So I guess learn how to keep my composure when, you know, you can't communicate to a baby. How would you rate your diaper changing ability on a scale of one to ten? Uh, it it started off very weak, but it, it, it it's it's now very strong. It's an A plus now. Okay. All right. I like that. I can remember the first time I did that, and it was a horrific experience that I never thought I was going to recover from, but was able to to swing back and, and figure it out. Uh, Cleveland. Do you like Cleveland? And and what uh, do you have a favorite spot to go? Favorite place to eat? Uh, I'm, I have a lot of spots. I'm over in the Ohio City Tremont downtown area, so uh, usually that's where you know I, I like a lot of the food spots. Um, but, I mean, there's tons of places downtown, Ohio City, in that area. All right, final one here, and I'll get you out. I appreciate the time. Kellen Mond joining us here on the Kevin Stefanski Show. What are your goals for Thursday night? Uh, just to be efficient. Um, like I said before, put good film on tape um, and just play to my strengths and, uh, you know, put the ball in the end zone. That's what matters. Kellen, appreciate the time, man. Wish you all the best. Appreciate you. All right, that's our Kevin Stefanski Show special correspondent, Jason Gibbs, there with Kellen Mond. And Gerard, Kellen Mond, you know, is new to the Cleveland Browns. He really, in some ways, is kind of new to the NFL, you could say. Not a lot of game experience. But this was somebody who at Texas A&M had a ton of game experience. He was a multi-year starter there as the, in his career, 32-14 and 14 at Texas A&M, 3-0 in bowl games. He's the all-time Texas A&M leader in passing touchdowns, passing yards, total offense, and total touchdowns. Tied with Johnny Football for total touchdowns with 93, the Senior Bowl MVP. Very, very productive. He, of course, defeated Joe Burrow in the highest-scoring college football game ever, 74-72 to in that seven-overtime thriller back oh, in wow. 2018. So this guy is a third-round pick for a reason, right? I mean, you have a very accomplished college career, seventh all-time in SEC total yards. By the way, number eight's Peyton Manning, one of three quarterbacks in SEC history to throw for more than 9,000 yards and rush for 1,500 yards, joining Tim Tebow and Dak Prescott. So this was a guy, five-star recruit coming out of high school, the number one dual-threat quarterback in the country, and for whatever reason didn't work out there in Minnesota. This is his first real chance with a new team to show what he can do in a game situation, but the moment shouldn't be too big for him playing in the SEC. I'm excited to see what he can do. No, the moment shouldn't be too big for him, but you always wonder about that with anyone because you're saying to yourself, okay, What's on the line here? You can't think about those things. What you simply have to do is go out there and play. And one thing that really, really resonated with me, Nathan, that he had to say, which is going to really help his cause, is that he's in a situation where the coaches are trying to put him in a position to do what works best for him. Sometimes you'll run into a spot, especially at the quarterback position, where it's one in which the quarterback 
is just a conduit to what the coordinator wants to run with regards to what is his offense and what he wants to do. And that becomes a huge problem when you have that situation as opposed to putting a guy in his best situation. You're more concerned about my offense. And it sounds like to me that the Browns are all about putting him in a position to let him shine and do what he does best. Yeah, I think there's no doubt the best coaches in this league play to their players' strengths, try to hide their weaknesses as opposed to trying to put you know, a round peg into a square hole. That's what they're going to give Kellen Mond the opportunity along with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the fifth-round pick out of UCLA this year. I think it's going to be so fun to watch them, and I love that we get this extra preseason game to have these young guys get these valuable reps, to get these opportunities, and to make their cases, as I said. In this case, to be the Browns' third-string quarterback or to be somebody that will be on another roster in the National Football League. That's the stakes. Those are the stakes for guys like Kellen Mond and certainly our draft pick this year, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. All right. When we come back, we're going to dive deep into this Thursday night game, give you a look at some players who have an opportunity to better themselves. Where are the position battles? Where are the spots on the roster that perhaps are still in a little bit of flux? Dry and I will tackle that when we return on the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. I feel like I have people in the building that can tell me the truth. And I think that's really important because I don't want this to be a place where I don't get the truth from our guys. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Brown season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. All right, Gerard, on the offensive side of the ball, give me a couple of names, guys that you're watching, guys you think have an opportunity to improve their standing on Thursday night. Well, it's really simple for me. I'm going to go with David Bell and Anthony Schwartz. They have a great opportunity to prove themselves and to take advantage of an opportunity. The past two seasons, both have been featured and given opportunities to seize a role in the receiver room, and that opportunity will be presented to them again, I'm sure. So they're going to have to do something with it. So I'm very much looking to see how they handle the situation at hand. I like that one. I think in that wide receiver room as well, a couple of names, uh, Dalen Baldwin, Mike Harley Jr., Austin Watkins, who I think has been very impressive since he joined. These are guys probably battling more for practice squad than roster spots, but excited to see them. Uh, I'd also go on to the interior of the offensive line. You know, Nick Harris and Luke Whipler at center, Drew Forbes and Michael Dunn and Colby Gossett and Wes Martin at guard. And then it's going to be fun, I think, to see Dewan Jones out there, big Thanos getting some work and in that running back room, you know, a name, a guy that we talked about a lot the last two years, been on the roster, had a much more productive rookie season than second season, Demetric Felton. Mm -hmm. Can he go out there and make enough plays as a running back to say, you know what, you don't need to go find a new third running back. I can be that guy. That'll be something certainly that we are watching. All right, let's talk about on the defensive side of the ball, some guys or or positions that you're going to be watching. Well, I'll certainly be watching the defensive line. Last year, that was an issue and a problem for us, and I'll start right at the defensive tackle spot in that Tommy Togia is in a situation where, again, you're a drafted player, you'll have the opportunity, maximize it, take advantage of it, because anytime they bring in and make a wholesale change, that's a statement. So do your part to make them see that you are part of the solution and not the problem, and that's what you have to have as your mindset as you go into this game and every time you take the football field. So I'll certainly be watching that, and I'll also see out of these young defensive ends, who wants to emerge, who wants to be that other guy that they'll take into consideration once our, once our top three defensive ends are either doing great job and need a break and you want to replace them with someone, 
that's how I would that's what I'll be looking at as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Great opportunity for Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, and Isaiah McGuire in this game at the defensive end position. So that's some of the stuff to be paying attention to as you get ready for that Hall of Fame game. When we come back, it's a classic. Kevin Stefanski show staple. Stock up, step up. That's what we're going to be giving you as we wrap things up here on the 2023 debut edition of the Kevin Stefanski show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. This is Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson. This is Browns kicker, Cage York. This is Wyatt Teller, and you are listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. University Hospitals is your hometown medical team and official health care provider for the Cleveland Browns. Packed by popular demand from your favorite four-legged companion is year two of the Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the fan club for dogs. View membership options and join today at BarkingBackers.com. My dog signed up for it. She loves it. Thrilled to be a member of the Barking Backers. Get your dog signed up as well. All right, Gerard, I'm going to blow through Gibbe stop sign. We're going to do stock up and step up because I want to know who's, who's impressed you so far, one person, and then who's somebody that's got to step up to keep their spot with the Cleveland Browns. Well, are right, you going to blow through Gibby's stop sign? Well, first of all, stock up. I do believe the following, that Austin Watkins can do some damage on special teams and make some big plays as a receiver like that it. he can certainly help his cause. And I see that taking place because I see him do it what? In the practice. So if that transfers to the actual game day situation, he's going to certainly help his cause. And then another guy I'm looking at, and that is Jeremiah Martin. Is it fair to say outside of... Miles Garrett and some other defensive linemen, he might be one of the more physical players on this football team yes. based upon what we've seen in practice. Yep, absolutely. And then simply put, the guys who I said before, who've been on this roster before but find themselves in a situation where they're fighting for a roster spot, they obviously need to step up. Because if they don't, they're going to find themselves in a situation where they don't want to be, and that's on the outside looking in. Yeah, I'm going to give you my stock up. It's going to be Mahmoud Diabati. I want to see him chance to really throw a wrench in the plans there in that linebacker room and then step up I'm gonna go David Bell David Bell was so dominant at Purdue was really one of the best receivers in the country I want to see that going forward and starting on Thursday night for Jason Gibson Gerard Cherry Nathan Zagura saying thanks for listening to the Kevin Stefanski show on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns radio network you've been listening to the coach Kevin Stefanski show Join us next week at this time for more from the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. This broadcast is a copyright of the Cleveland Browns and the National Football League. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts without the prior consent of the NFL is strictly prohibited. This is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. You're listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.